It's time to step into the more that God has for you. This is Eunice Lai, and I would like to welcome you to today's episode of Beyond the Building with Laura Pereno and Debbie Kiever of the Beyond Women's Conference. Hi there, friends. Welcome back to Beyond the Building. We are in our second week on our new series that we're calling Treasures in the Desert. And it's interesting because in dry and seemingly forgotten seasons in our lives where it seems like things are hard, one of the things that we looked at last week is God always provides a source of water, a source of life for us in our broken and hard places. Last week, we looked at part one of Debbie's adventures in the California desert, uh, in Palm Desert, as she studied and learned about the aquifer that is underneath of the desert. And it's this, this amazing source of water for people to dig deep into so that the grass around them, the trees, the landscaping around them can be lush and green. And I love the the different imagery that she shared with us last week where there could be a road and, and there's two houses and one house just has this amazing green grass and the landscaping is gorgeous and the trees are growing and the flowers are blooming and then right next door is a house that really looks dead and dry because the landscaping around it is just brown. It doesn't have that source. Can you imagine I'm going to go out to my mailbox and I'm on the brown grass and I'm like getting my mail day in and day out and I'm looking at your grass that's green. Mm. It just, the, yes. I, can, I had to imagine over time <laughs> that just builds up a certain. Uh. Yeah, so true. So true. And so we looked last week at the fact that if we want to be the one who right lives in the spiritual house that has the green grass and is flourishing with the, the plants and the flowers and the trees, and we don't want to be the one that is living in the dry spiritual house, then we have to tap into our spiritual living water source, our spiritual aquifer. And we looked at Isaiah 58, 11, and this is such an amazing passage. It says, the Lord will guide you always. He will satisfy your needs in a sun-scorched land, and he will strengthen your frame. You will be like a well-watered garden, like a spring whose waters never failed. I love that scripture. And today, as we look at uh, going deeper, there's peace. This is your goal, right? You want to tap into that well-watered garden. That's the goal. And and having to be willing to put in the work to get there is is easier when you have tasted some of that water. You know, I think for me, if I was living on the tumbleweed house, looking at your house, I, I do believe that there would be a certain angst that builds up over mm. time. And yet if you were to come over to my grass and say, you know, you're standing on the same water source, you are standing on top of the same water source, Deb. Let me t- help teach you about how you can experience this as well. Even within the Christian community, you're going to have two believers in the same church with the same under the same teaching, under the same opportunities to grow and to learn and to serve, and yet tumbleweeds and green grass, and 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 not to look down on the person that's in that parched ground, but to say, hey, let me. Let me tell you about my secret. You know, it's not me. It's the source that I'm standing on. And as believers who have a relationship with Jesus Christ, we are all standing on the same potential for that kind of depth of maturity in your walk with the Lord, the same green grass, right? Spiritually, but rather than letting the division take place, the ones who are in the green, you know, tapped into that 
aquifer of Jesus Christ into the, the power of the spirit need to have compassion on the one that's standing in the desert land and say, Hey, let me share with you how I got here. You know, how the Lord has done a work in me. And, and for the one that's standing on the ground, that's hard, you know, it's tumbleweeds and spiritually dead feeling to be teachable and go to the other person and say, I don't get it. Like, Mm. what's the difference? What's the difference? Why, why is there such a uh, vast contrast between our, our two lives? I mean, what does it look like on a Sunday? Like someone who's in the brown grass, Laura, what does it look like on a Sunday for them versus somebody who's in the green grass? Like what, like what have you experienced? Absolutely. Well, A, we've all been in both of these places, right? We've all been the ones who yep. have been in the brown grass and in the green grass. And I'm just seeing, because I've been this, right? Yep. I'm just seeing the church doors open and I, I walk out and I'm just like, well, I was supposed to go to church. I checked the box. And this really is my story as a teenager. It was like, you mm-hmm. had to do, you had to do, you had to go to church. And so you just check the box. And now having experienced the living water, right? I'm a different person. And I go to church and I I get my phone out or I get out my journal and I take notes, right? And I can't wait to get home and see my notes. And so you see the church doors open and you see people walking out who have checked the boxes and others who have taken the notes. It's just a very, very different visual picture coming out. And I love even when we are that person who has done both things, right? It's Mm -hmm. exciting to see where we've been and where, where we're going and where we are. I have a memory, Laura, I was in, I was in probably middle school, elementary, middle school, a friend of mine at our church, we both learned how to do some like sign language. I know you did like serious sign language. I'm talking about (laughs) the alphabet, right? Yeah. The hand hand (laughs) alphabet. And so we both learned this. And so we got this idea that we could communicate during a church service across the aisle and nobody would even notice. Mm. So we are literally doing hand signals of the alphabet to each other across the aisle, like as if nobody else could see us. You know, like, I don't know where I was, I was thinking like a kid, right? Yeah. But, but from that standpoint of I'm physically there, but my mentally I'm trying to, what's an A, what's an S? Yes. You know, I wasn't really present. Yes. To today where you're right, I got my journal out, my Bible, and I'm taking yes. notes. Because when I leave the building, I am going to still be thinking about what I wrote down. I'm going to be chewing on what, you know, what was the key takeaway that God had yeah. for me that day? And talk about it with some other people versus you get out of the door and they're like, how was church? And everybody says, fine. Yes. It was nice. It's great service. But if you ask them like, well, what was a key takeaway for you? I have no idea. Yeah. I like that hat she was wearing. Like, yeah. like <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it, yes. it's, it's a maturity. It's a maturity because once you taste. Yes. Tapping in, you don't want to go back. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Well, we list, we talked about in uh, last week's podcast that if we were all of us to look at what we do, not just on Sunday, but in the other six days leading up to Sunday, when we look at our personal walks, we'll see that there is a difference in the seasons where we are living with the green grass and we, when we are living with the tumbleweeds, or if we were to look at the the calendar for somebody who is living in a thriving season and we would look at the calendar for somebody who is living in a dry season, we will see that there are specific things that are happening or taking place in order to get down deep into that aquifer in our stories. And it really does all come down to the question, asking ourselves the question, like, are we seeking 
nourishment and refreshment that comes from the living water? Are we going deep into the aquifer of the presence of God? Or if you remember last week, we talked about the fact that we are so tempted and it's so easy to try to tap in. I think easy is the key word right there, right? We can text, we can phone, we can do whatever. It's so easy to tap into superficial water sources from people uh, or even our own spirit or our own water source that we think we have, right? And yet little do we know when we're going through those seasons where we're trying to do it all on our own, that our well certainly runs dry without tapping into that deep uh, resource of the presence of God. Yeah, I picture, let's put us back on our, our grass at the mailbox, right? You and I, I'm on the tumbleweeds and you, you are uh, on your blush green grass, right? Standing there, I might have a thought that if you water your own grass, maybe some will go downhill into my grass and maybe, and maybe I'll be able to mooch off you a little bit. And that's not the way it works. Mm. It's really just where you dig, that's where you get watered. And, and so here we are, we're both sitting in the same seat, same row at church and you're the green grass mm-hmm. and I'm the tumbleweed spiritually. And I'm thinking, if I just hang with you, Laura, it will rub off on me. Mm-hmm. And will I experience some of the blessing of the presence of the Lord by hanging with you? Absolutely. But when I'm not hanging with you, yes. what do I have left then? That's and right. I'm, I need to come away with, I am responsible for myself in terms of, am I willing to press down deeper into his presence? It's not how willing is my best friend or my spouse Yes. Or my pastor willing to dig? It's about I, I, nobody could do that for me. That's from right. years of leading um, Bible study, right? You and I both have been Bible study leaders for years. We love to study the Word of God, and we try to convey that to people who are in our groups. But we've, well, we, you and I both said, I cannot own this for you. Yes, like I'm not going to sit there and hold your hand, and when you wake up in the morning and say, pull out your Bible. Like you've mm. got to own that yourself. It's kind of like watching you do sit-ups doesn't make <laughs> That's right. my, you know, my core get stronger. I have to do it for myself. And you can get irritated with somebody who, um, you know, whether spiritually they have some strong core muscles or frankly, somebody who has amazing abs, you can get irritated. They have abs, but they earned it. Like they mm-hmm. worked at it. They're the ones doing the sit-ups. Yep. So we have to be committed to the digging. And that's, that's where- You've got it on Palm Desert. It was not an overnight easy process. This digging, they had to be willing to take time and patience because you're going to run into obstacles. You're going to not be able to, you can't give up. You can't go halfway and go, well, that's good enough. You got to be all in and and knowing that there's going to be in those times of digging, it's going to be, it's going to hurt. You know, your back's going to get some sore muscles in that. And it's costly, Deb. You know, we talked about the fact that when the people were digging to hit the aquifer, it costs, it's expensive. And I think that's the same thing when we are, the Bible even talks about it, like consider the cost before you build a tower. Following Jesus, right? There is a cost. There's also a great, greater reward, but there is a cost when we, when we dig deep and it's easy uh, to face frustrations or obstacles on our journey as we're digging. I can only imagine how many frustrations there must be when you're digging to try to hit the aquifer, right? To reach the aquifer. I know we dug wells in our house in Delaware. We had to dig 12 wells on our property in order to go geothermal. And it was frustrating because they would get to a place where they thought they could dig and then boom, there was a rock that had to be removed, right? There are 
obstacles, but you just got to keep on going. And you also can be very distracted by easy waters that are accessible close by. And I think that's honestly, just to go to that whole thing with digging the wells for the geothermal system. I remember when we kept hitting rock, just being like, why did we even decide this? Why don't we just keep the old well, stick with regular power? What are we putting all this effort into this for? But you know what? We just kept digging, or I shouldn't say we dug, right? But we just kept asking for the digging to happen. (laughs) And even though there was additional expense with it, now we're reaping the reward because we have the 12 wells dug on the property. But when it goes into digging uh, spiritually into our quiet times, it has to be a daily effort. You know, I actually, as, as we're doing this on Zoom, I'm sitting here with a glass of water I just poured for myself. Like, we, we have to have water all the time, right? We have to have the source. We have to have water in order to stay in life. I can't just drink my glass of water every other day or on Sundays. I've got to have a daily effort in order to reach that water source so that I can be uh, living and, and thriving in the place that I'm in. And it really requires um, digging spiritually, staying and maintaining our space in the presence of God. It requires being focused on the goal. There's really um, no room for distractions. We have to stay focused on what God, where he is, where he's calling us to and digging deep into that well. Um, All of these things are true about the aquifer in the the desert in California, all of these things are true when it comes to digging into the presence of God in our own spiritual lives, right? Sometimes I wake up, I'm sure you do too, Deb, I think everybody does, and it's like, you feel like you just don't have time to fit it in. And, and that's just like everything else in life. Your priorities have to be lined up. This has to be the first thing, right? It's gotta be, even if uh, you have to move something else around, the priority is where, Lord, on the schedule, on the calendar, is this digging going to happen? Because I can't sustain the rest of life if I don't have this digging time with you. Right. Well, you go, where do I start digging? I have no idea. Mm. Like, okay, it's like I'm standing out there with my shovel. Okay, where do I start? I'm standing here spiritually before the Lord going, I don't even have a clue where to begin. And and I would encourage you, the first place to go is to just ask the spirit of God who lives in you as a believer, will you show me where to start to get dig, to get closer to you? Like, God, I'm ready. I'm willing to cooperate with whatever you want to bring to the surface, but I'm asking you to, to do it. Otherwise you're trying to do it in your own strength, your own, mm-hmm. you know, your own, what makes sense to you. And he says, no, 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 let's, let's let me be the guide. Like we talked about in the desert, right? We need the guide. Yes. Yes. Teach yes. us about where to go. We need the guide of the Holy spirit. Uh, I want to read to you from Psalm 139, 23 and 24. I'm going to read from the passion. God, I invite your searching gaze into my heart. Mm. Examine me through and through. Find out everything that may be hidden within me. Put me to the test and sift through all my anxious cares. See if there's any path of pain that I'm walking on and lead me back to your glorious everlasting way. The path that brings me back to you. Mm. What a wonderful place to start. Mm. You know, you, you take if you were to make that prayer, that those two verses, your daily beginning of your quiet time prayer, where you have your Bible out, your journal, you know, it's, you will say, God, I'm open. I'm soften. I want my heart to soften, to hear what you want to say to me. Guaranteed, you will begin to start to hear him speak, you know, child, walk this way. You know, we had just finished Laura in the months of March and April, 
um, that READS, R-E-A-D-S, the acronym for Read, Examine, Application, Dialogue, Seen in the Spirit. And if you're listening to this podcast going, I have no idea what you just said, go back to podcast episode number 92. And that's just a basic Bible study tool that Laura and I shared about um, that I've used for over 15 years in my quiet time. But then we took scripture after scripture using that Bible study tool, and it was awesome the depth of insight that the Holy Spirit was bringing to the surface for each of us. And I know many listeners were following along using the same scriptures, the same tool in their quiet times, because they were emailing us about, wow, this is like lighting up scripture like I've never seen before. It all comes from just inviting the Spirit of God to speak to you while you are studying the word. And then you write out what he's speaking to you. It's right there everything starts to become life-changing. Yeah, absolutely. And one of the things I love about is about the Holy Spirit is when we ask him, he will reveal things. And I think one of the ways that he reveals things is allowing life to unfold before us in the area that God wants to work in. For example, if we're asking the Lord, um, you know, where are those places that I need to go deep? Where are the places in my life that I need to surrender to you? Um, you're, if we keep our eyes open, our spiritual eyes open, our spiritual ears open, we're going to eventually see that the Lord is going to allow perhaps trials to arise in a particular place or area in our story that need some attention and maybe things are out of line. And I've even experienced when I've asked the Lord to reveal to me places that my heart needs uh, some healing in, or I need to get my attitude adjusted correctly. It's amazing how God will allow me to go into situations and I'll start to feel that a bad attitude coming up in my heart, or I'll start (laughs) to feel myself be tempted in some way. And man, you can have one response or the other to all of these things, right? A negative reaction or strong emotions. We feel ourselves being pulled in a, a way that doesn't honor God. We can respond to those in one or two ways. We can try to hide it or suppress it or push it down or say like, oh, I'll just deal with that another time. Or we can say, wow, thank you, Lord. I asked for you to reveal, search me, and reveal things that need to be adjusted and you're bringing those things to the surface and so i'm going to commit to dig deep into the well into the aquifer of the holy spirit in this in this season i just love that god is always faithful to his word and it's just how we're going to respond to the things that he brings to the surface really are the key indicators on whether we're going to be that green grass or we're going to be that dry tumbleweed when we have hard soil in our our lives, like some of these things that will rise to the surface, um, the thing that's going to soften it is the touch of the Holy Spirit, basically. that mm-hmm. That's really what it is, right? The Holy Spirit comes in, he touches it, he starts to soften it. And just like uh, getting down to the water source and seeing that grass start to turn green, it's a process. But there are things that we need to um, walk away from, maybe things that we need to identify as uh, indicators or things that have allowed our hearts or the soil of our hearts to grow hard. And I think when we can identify some of these things in our lives, we can change them around and do that digging to get to that water of the Holy Spirit. Like the first thing is uh, spending time with the Lord. Like when we find that we're spending less time together, we're going to find our soil gets hard in the places where it needs to be soft. And it doesn't happen overnight. 
soil does not get hard overnight. You said the word process. Yes. It's not like you wake up and it's rock hard. It's been slowly over time. So like less time together, you don't wake up one day and decide I'm not going to ever spend time with the Lord. It's one choice one day at a time to back away from that time with the Lord. Yeah. And we want things instantaneous and instantaneously in life. We want that in our marriages. We want our relationships to thrive by one date, right? You mm-hmm. can't just spend one 15 minute time period with the Lord on one morning and assume that, that the, the soil is, is uh, all, all different. You've gotten to the water and your grass is just going to grow green. We know if we were to interview people on in those houses that have the green grass in, in the desert, they would be like, no, 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 this was a process. It took a long time. Second thing is disobedience. And I really feel like that's a, a huge prayer that we pray before the Lord when we want to to reach the presence of God. If there is anything that is an, uh, a place of disobedience in my life, I'm even thinking about drilling for those wells in my backyard and we hit those rocks. Is, is that a rock? Is there a place of disobedience that needs to be pulled up so that I can go deeper? And so we don't want to have disobedience in our lives. And We don't want to have an indifferent heart. Man, I want my heart to be completely sold out for Jesus, completely sold out for his kingdom and what he's doing here. And uh, if I'm indifferent to it, then I'm not reaching the water and I'm going to have hard soil. It's not going to be softened by his spirit. But like you said earlier, and like we've been alluding to here, it's, it's a slow, subtle change that the grass doesn't turn green overnight, um, but we can start to see green shoots coming out. And that's so encouraging to me when I've even maintained a lawn not in the desert to see it start to change from weedy or rocky to green and lush. Mm-hmm. Um, just a, seeing a little bit of growth encourages me to keep going. And so I think really as, um, as we pray this and we dig deep, uh, we're going to see the softening of the Holy Spirit in our lives uh, little by little, but it's going to be an encouraging little by little that's going to give us that endurance until we see that whole grass uh, turn green. Laura, I remember one of the things that we saw on this tour in Palm Desert, uh, California, was there was like, I, I don't, it was like a shoot. I don't know what the right word is, but when they would have an, a very, very occasional sudden rain, um, it causes like a mudslide, you know, it's mm. like, uh, not mudslide. Um, it it doesn't go into the ground. I forget the terminology for that. But there was they were areas that they actually had carved out so that if that happened by chance, where there was a a sudden influx of rain, it it wouldn't wipe out houses because it mm. wasn't going down into the ground. Um, it was almost like a a, a trench, right? That that was built at different points in the city. I remember finding that fascinating because. I think when our hearts are really hard to the spirit of God, right? We, for mm. those reasons you mentioned, and we walk into a place, an environment where the spirit of God is powerfully moving. And everybody's like, this is amazing. If your heart is hard, it's like, it's almost abrasive and it rolls right off mm-hmm. because your, your spiritual soil has been very, um, very unprepared to receive the spirit of God, you know, with the outpouring. So the idea of the gentle rain or like the sprinkler systems, right. That go in Palm desert. It's this consistent throughout the day. Those, uh, that water would be, um, the sprinklers would go off. It was a gentle rain that gradually kept keeping that soft soil, uh, soft, you know, that's the way that, so it's the gentle rain of the spirit of God. It's not this 
walking into this powerhouse place. It's the daily decision. Jesus, I want you to be Lord of my life today. Yep. That's the cost, right? I'm going to lay down my right to be in charge of my own, my own world, my own decisions. I'm going to make a daily decision that, that you, th the standard of living and the boundaries that you set for my life, it's going to line up with what you want for me. It's that daily choice. That's the sprinkler system that's going off. It's that carving out time in my calendar for the word of God, for praying, for journaling, and, and then to have something that will keep bringing you back to that scripture that you were reading. Like I want to meditate on your word, right? It's not just inhale it. It's chew on it throughout the day. And father, I'm just keep asking you to show me how I can apply this truth in, in my personal life today. It's, it's choosing one moment at a time to be obedient to what he's asked me to do, maybe in a relationship or in some of the habits that we talk about that come up that are not healthy. God, I choose you. I choose you. Maybe it's mm. gentle reigns of the Holy spirit that says, I want you to reach out and love to somebody else's need. I want you to be generous. I want you to give of your time or your, uh, an ability that you have or your resources. It's, it's these kind of activities, this posture of my heart that allows that harder soil to soften. And as he begins to soften and fill those areas, man, if that doesn't produce some life. Absolutely. You know, we also uh, can ask the Lord for uh, practical ways to love the people around us and reaching out in practical love to people around us, especially people that we may not relate easily to. Um, that is going to be another thing that really softens our heart, keeps our heart soft. And one of my favorite verses, Debbie, I remember learning it in school, uh, memorizing it on the bus one day, uh, Philippians 4, 8, and it says, finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. I remember we also memorized a, a, a song my senior year to the, to the words of this verse, it will never leave me. And I think when we when we avoid uh, negative, ungodly conversation, when we filter our words and our actions and our priorities and what we watch and what we listen to through Philippians 4, 8, that we only allow in things that are noble and right and pure and lovely and admirable and excellent and praiseworthy. When those are the things that we think about, we are going to find ourselves with softened soil because you can't uh, you can't have all of these uh, praiseworthy and excellent things come in and not start tilling some stuff up mm -hmm. and find ourselves in a different place. I just love that, man. I'll tell you, my mind goes back to that verse all of the time when I find myself in perhaps a negative thought uh, mode. Wait a minute. Is this is this excellent? Is this admirable? Am I thinking about something that's praiseworthy? And if it's not, it's out, right? I love thinking about it as a filter. It's out. And Deb, we've talked a few times in our desert series here last week and this week about going to church. And if we want to have soft soil, we are not going to church for the purpose of socializing or seeing our friends, right? Those are all great added benefits to going to church. We get to be the body and enjoy that fellowship. But we go to church to worship God 
and to learn what he has for us in that moment to hear from the Lord. And so when our purpose for going to church is to learn and to worship, we're also going to see that soft soil, uh, that well-watered garden start to flourish rather than going for the wrong uh, reasons, which would be, like we talked about earlier, those fa- those false water sources, right? Mm-hmm. The people that are there that are not going to be able to sustain us like the presence of God can. Yep. So, Laura, back in the desert, they said that there were points where you go down through the ground. It softens up a bit. They go down deep, but then they hit rocks. And some of these rocks, some of them were small and they could just pull them out. But they said some of them were like boulders and they actually used dynamite to blast through some of them, um, which would be expense, right? It shakes you up when Mm. you are putting some dynamite to blast through a rock. It shakes you up. And there are going to be times in your walk with the Lord where you are pursuing him and your heart is softening and you hit a wall that you're like, I don't know what to do. Uh, I don't know what to do next. Uh, These are the places that God wants to blast through and by the power of his spirit, and it's going to shake you up a little bit, but it's necessary in order to get down to that um, deep presence of the Lord. And so what are these, what are these rocks in our lives? Um, there's two main categories. One, one I would say is going to be false belief systems and the other one's going to be, um, uh, unforgiveness, bitterness, but in a general category, uh, some of the rocks that we need to deal with are, uh, strongholds in our lives. And, and you say, what is a stronghold? Let's say you have a sinful habit, an area of disobedience, or you're dabbling in something that you should not, it doesn't fit Philippians 4, 8, and you do it repeatedly. And again, and again, and again, it's a habit. And if the habit is allowed to continue, it becomes a stronghold. It is a very strong place of unhealthy, ungodly thinking or behaviors that we've created by um, not repenting of them, right? By continuing them in our lives. And so these are going to be some of the rocks that we need to identify and then through repentance blast through. Absolutely. And once we identify them, then we replace them with the truth. I love the fact that we don't just, God's given us his word uh, as the truth to really fill in the gaps that are left behind by these faulty belief systems. And and it's the only thing that's going to bring us uh, and sustain us in life anyway. The Bible tells us how important it is to take all of these, every thought, every thought that comes into our mind, we take it captive and we align it with the truth of God, right? If it doesn't align with the truth of God, it's out. If it does, it's in. Mm-hmm. And so our beliefs are going to determine what we value and what we value will determine how we live. Yeah. One of the areas that God will go after, this is a big rock, is an area where we've been wounded, where we've been hurt and we have not forgiven the person. You and I have done some podcasts on the importance of forgiveness in the past, and that's hard. That is a very, very big rock to deal with, especially when it's been sitting there for decades, you know, where there's been long, like tendrils of bitterness in your heart, um, that the Holy Spirit is bigger than those tendrils, bigger than that rock of unforgiveness, but we do have to deal with it. We do have to make the choice to, number one, choose to forgive the person that's wounded us, and number two, ask God to forgive us for choosing bitterness to choose the unforgive the unforgiving um, and judging the person it's it's a two-way of forgiveness maybe the other rock that might come up is something you've wronged somebody and you've never asked for forgiveness for that uh, either of god or that person you know these are some of the hard ones that that are present that really block 
you from really being able to hear God speak freely to your heart. And yet just that encouragement, there is no rock that his power cannot penetrate, but we have got to step back and say, all right, I'm going to align my standard of living with yours and I'm in the wrong and I ask your forgiveness. So as we pull these things together, right? How do we get from the surface of hard, hard soil in our hearts with God down to a place of tapping into his presence, invite the Holy spirit today to start today. Lord, what do you see that, that you want to begin a work in my spirit? Where do you want to go? Start there. Absolutely. And I think a question that we can ask ourselves as we kind of wrap this up today is, has the soil of our heart become hard to the prompting of the Holy Spirit? Um, has the soil of our heart become hard to the the things that break God's heart? Man, what a great question. Even talk about journaling, right? Yeah. Write that at the top of your journal page, or I should too, you know, like, God, what's breaking your heart that's not breaking mine? And you know, he's going to answer because this is, it's just his will. Mm, yes, he's told us to do that. So he will answer. And when he maybe perhaps brings something up that you're like, ah, I think I'll wait a little longer. See if he gives me a different answer. Just you're, you've already decided you've made that decision to surrender to him, do it his ways, because he's going to identify some rocks of sinful habits, right, that have become strongholds or those rocks of the faulty belief systems that come up or the unforgiveness issues, right? They are going to arise. And when they come up, he's not saying, okay, Deb, okay, Laura, blast through them. He says, okay, Deb, Laura, repent, identify that this is wrong. Ask me to, for your for forgiveness and stand back yep. and watch me break through it. The, and then what do you do? You tap into his presence in a way that is like you've it's just the difference between the the water that's been sitting on the counter for three days to drink or that fresh filtered cold water from your refrigerator. It's like, <laughs> you don't ever want to go back. Yep, right? You right. don't want to go back to the yucky water. So this, this has been, these have been um, lessons that God brought in my life in Palm Desert. I am so excited over the next two weeks to hear some of the treasures in the desert that God has brought to your heart, your walk with him uh, in Dubai. The de- yep. That'll give people a chance to go Google where Dubai is. Um, Cause not everybody knows where that desert is, but next <laughs> week, the, the, the topic for next week is you're calling the title of that episode, God's protection in your desert season. So I'm so excited to be part of that. We just thank you um, beyond the building community for just um taking this journey with us for the last, oh my goodness, almost two years. Mm-hmm. We're, we're so grateful for you. Continue to share this with other people that uh, are, is blessing you, especially when you know somebody in your life that has felt rather dry lately. So from Deb, from Laura, we just want to say thank you so much for being part of this journey with us. And um, God bless you. We look forward to being with you next week. Absolutely. God bless you. Have a great week. We believe that God will use what was shared to encourage you as you step into the more that he has prepared for you today. Thank you for joining us. Until next time, remember, you were created for more.